Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention with your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. We have a great topic tonight. The hot mess will now confess. Again, this is going to be a lively one, everybody. This is uh, I'm really excited about it. Before we get into the, the meat of the conversation, a few things. Our program is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And to celebrate that event, we are anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. All you have to do is listen to our show. We're going to share a secret word a couple times. Uh, write it down. Listen to another show. Uh, listen for the secret word. Write that down. Then send me an email. Uh, the email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Um, when we get it, I will forward it on and we'll send you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine and then a PDF copy of the next edition when it comes out. Um, let's see. Also, the 2020 Annual International Conference on ADHD is uh, coming around the corner. Uh, it has always been a physical event. It was supposed to be in Dallas this year, but because of uh, COVID-19, it is going virtual. Um uh, which we're real excited for. We do miss the on-site stuff where we can interact with the people, but uh, I think they're getting a new um, software platform that's specially designed for virtual conferences. So it's really excited about that. Um, it's, it's scheduled for November 5th through the 7th. So um, go start learning about it right now. Go to uh, Chad's website at chadd.org. Uh, Chad does have a little tip that we're going to play and then we'll get into the show. CHAD is the nation's leading nonprofit organization that serves people affected by ADHD. We provide expert advice to help support and inform families, adults, educators, and professionals. CHAD offers comprehensive programs and services at both the national and local levels. We understand the needs and concerns of those with ADHD. We're here to help. Learn more at CHAD.org. Thank you, Chad, for uh, for your support and that tip. Uh, for those that don't know, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to join Chad or donate to them because uh, they're the ones going to Capitol Hill t- um, to lobby and advocate for our community and dealing with the regulatory committees uh, once laws are passed to make sure defi- definitions are right so we can get accommodations and get uh, what we need. Um, you can learn a lot more about the ben- member benefits, of which there's a ton. It's well worth your while, uh, or just to donate by going to chadd.org. Okay, so um, this show. Uh, I want to tee this thing up. So often I find that people with ADHD come in, and uh, they're very emotionally upset. They're shaming themselves. They're blaming themselves. Um, and often really they're doing a lot more right than they ever imagined. And we're going to talk to Kimberly here in a second, who I worked with for a period of time, but I, there's a little parable. I want to kind of frame this out with, and there's a, the parable goes this, there's a, there's an innkeeper who, uh, who has had had an inn for, for many, many years and had fallen on hard times. And in despair, the innkeeper reached out to a wise old sage 
the sage came in and, and took a look at the, the hotel and uh, said, well, this is what you need to do. You need to change the name of the inn to the Five Bells Inn, and you need to hang six bells at the entrance. And the innkeeper said, well, that's kind of absurd, first of all. And second of all, it's the name has been in my family for generations. And the sage said, well, if you want to turn this place around, that's what you need to do. So after a while, the, uh, the innkeeper did just that, changed the name and hung six bells at the entrance. And as travelers went by, uh, they would notice the difference in the number of bells and the name, and they would venture in, each wanting to point out the mistake. And while in, they, um, they sat down, um, had some food, some cocktails, and uh, uh, in that process, and the um, inn flourished financially after that. Um, I'm telling that story because the moral of the story is the ego delights in pointing out the mistake of others. And in that little parable, it's kind of interesting because it looks broken, but it's supposed to look broken. Um, it's actually fixed that way because people are kind of coming in and doing what they need to do. And today we're going to talk to Kimberly, and I, I want you to kind of hold that parable in mind because it's going to be a lot of fun stories that we're going to kind of talk about that we worked together that worked for her. And at the end of the day, I think that maybe a lot of other people might look and be critical, but uh, uh, at the end of the day, we realized is uh, – our little hot mess has got to confess she's pretty successful. So with all that, Kimberly, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to have you on. So do you remember the first time we actually kind of started talking um, and working together? And you, um, I think you were the one, you just walked in and said, Jeff, I'm just a hot mess. Do you remember that? I do, yes. I think you asked me what what I wanted to get out of it. And I wanted to feel like less of a hot mess all the time. <laughs> you wanted to feel less of a hot mess. And we talked about that's really yes. an emotional reflexive reaction that you had, uh, or those with ADHD have, uh, really just as, as a judgment. And, uh, uh, would you say that you were judging yourself more, uh, more or less when you came to coaching? I, I, for sure, yes, about everything. I, I felt like I had tried all of the, the tips and tricks and nothing was working, and there was a lot of – it was very emotional. I think I cried uh, probably the first two sessions. It was just a lot of a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and just feeling like nothing was going right. Yeah, so this is – you said the tips and tricks that everybody was, were giving you didn't work. Um, why do you think that is or was? Because – well, I think – what I've learned is ADHD is, is so different for everybody and really none of us do things exactly the same way. So it, it was more generic, I guess, than specific to my actual situation. Yeah. So um, do you remember we were, the, the, the conversation that we had about your organizational system to track uh, prospects? Um, yes. <laughs> that there was none, or I, I think I told you there was none. It was all all in my head. Yeah, it was all in your head, and you said there was no there was no organization to it all. You were just a mess. It was just just disorganized chaos, right? Yes, Swir swirling thoughts is I think what what the yeah. term I use probably too. And so, um, being in the real estate business, uh, I think we were talking about the the thing that you were supposed to do was put all your prospects and contests into a CRM contact relationship manager is that right right correct yeah and you had never really done that before no they they've been telling me to do that for years and i maybe would start but i just wouldn't would not follow up with it or just it would fall off you know right right yeah. every time 
Yeah. So I remember this, and everybody. Yeah. Tedious and boring. I remember <laughs> I do this a lot when people come to me. They say I'm disorganized, and I go, no, no, you are organized. I, I can guarantee it. And like, no, I'm not. And what I always do is like an industrial engineer. We kind of map out the current um, process first before we do anything. And um, I do this all the time, Kimberly, so it's easy for me to remember. But do you remember when I started interrogating you about how you, how you were organized and how you tracked your clients? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> was interrogated the right word? You did interrogate me a lot, yes. Um, and I I recall it was usually just some kind of, well, it was in my head, but it would be, I would be reminded of it by some type of visual cue, either in my emails or my text messages or something would remind me that I was working with this client or this is somebody in my, in my sphere that, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun, and I'm sharing this with everybody because the, the what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to use this high tech um, system at the office, um, the contact relationship manager. And I remember specifically, we knew that you were really visual, and we talked a lot about working memory. Uh, you have visual imagery where you imagine things, and you have um, uh, verbal uh, working memory, which is like kind of self talk. And for many with ADHD, talking out helps. But the bottom line is we know that the, the visual imagery and recalling something is a bit, it's challenging for people with ADHD. So they do a lot of leading stuff out as reminders. And we had talked about how your desk had a lot of, of stuff on it. It was really reminders, but if you put it away, it outside be out of mind. But as we began to ask you, occurred to me is that for the most part, people came to you. They would text you or they would call you because it's personal business real estate. And what you would do is just scroll through your texts or scroll through your voicemails and you would begin to see like what you needed to, to do based off of just scrolling through. So you're, you visually, you had everybody either in your text or voicemail. It just wasn't easy to see all of them. Remember that? Yes. Right. Right. And it would be uh a lengthy process every time because it would just be scrolling through the same, same information to jog my memory again. But to, it was to jog your memory again, right? Cause just like anything else, a, a CRM has got some information that prompts your memory or tells you what to do, but you're just scrolling through it to kind of jog your memory. And, and it was kind of fun. Um, Everyone, because what we ended up doing was just saying, okay, she was had all this anxiety and all this worry because she couldn't hold all of her clients in her mind at one time. And you tell the, the our, our listeners kind of what we came up with to kind of help relieve that as a system. Well, we um, we had started using Post-it notes for some other things. So you had given me the idea of putting all of the clients um, that I was working at onto Post-its. And we ended up putting them, I put them on a, a big poster board, divided them out by buyers and sellers and people I have coming up and even ones that are you know, maybe even a year or two out. And I put that up on a mirror in my bedroom um, that I can move them around as they, as they change status. I can look at them several times a day and remember that I need to call them or I need to do this or that. So it was a constant visual in my face, um, you know, representation of everything that, that we had going on. And I think the biggest aha was that I had a lot more people that I was working with than I thought, which was nice. 
Yeah, that was, I think, when we, we, we changed you. You were the hot mess with the sales funnel at that point in time because you had yeah. so much going on. And we put them on that mirror. All of a sudden, it was like, wow, actually, I, I got my stuff together. Is that right? Right, right. Because I before that, I thought everything was just kind of happening by accident, that a client would come mm. out of nowhere, and I didn't have any control over where they were coming from. Um, but this made me you know, really look at it and realize that, you know, these are people that, um, you know, I had a lot more in there that, than I yeah. realized, and it wasn't by accident. Um, what what it impact did it have? Surprise. Yeah, when we put when we put all the prospects up on the poster board, which I think is now on your mirror, what like once we had done that yeah. and you were looking at, what impact did that have on you? Um, I I think it gave me a lot more confidence in my business that I really am doing something right. It's not just this you know by accident um, type of job, which I I you know been doing it for a, a while, and I just thought it was luck that I was just mm. having good luck. Um, that made me realize that, you know, it's, uh, there's no way that I can have 30 different names out here by pure luck. Yeah. And so w- once you got the names up there, number one, wow, wait, I, I do have something that's kind of going on, but also emotionally, did that kind of just kind of help you calm down a little bit and did it help the anxiety at all? It did. Um, it didn't, I, I feel like I'd always been worried about, when where the next thing is going to come from because it is such you know you are really have to rely on other people um in that business but it it did take a lot of the emotion out of um i guess like you know the future that i do have all of these people you know in that sales funnel so absolutely so for the people that are listening uh for somebody with adhd to go to the office and to log people in to a a CRM, a contact, put their name, their address, the phone number, enter all that information every time you touch the call and stuff like that. It's very tedious. It's very, 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 very boring and very difficult. And in this situation, um, by the way, with your working memory, sometimes when you can't remember everything, you can't hold all that stuff in your mind, worry about like, what am I forgetting? What am I forgetting? Anxiety, we learned from Sharon Celine in the interview one time, is the physical manifestation of worry. And when you have lots of anxiety, you actually kind of go to overwhelm. So in this situation, the epicenter was really a working memory challenge, and we put the post-its of the names of everybody, of her clients up so she could see them. It relieved that burden. A, you got to see that you're successful. B, you didn't have to worry about it because you could look at the, the list of clients and the anxiety and the emotion around that kind of brought down, and I'm hearing a little bit of confidence. Just from that one small little tweak, I mean, we didn't do much different. All we did was just put the names of your clients on the poster board, right? Correct. Yep. So we didn't really do that. We didn't we didn't change much. We just tweaked it is really all we did. And what a big difference. Yeah, it made a right? huge difference. Right. Definitely yeah. anxiety level too. Yeah, so we actually proved that you weren't a hot mess and you weren't disorganized. You were really, really pretty organized. We just had to make one small adjustment for working memory and make it all all better. Tell you what, let's go to a break. Um, everyone, our uh, secret word tonight is confess. Our secret word night is confess, and with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be your child's greatest ally 
by reading the book Ned Hollowell described as a game changer, Michelle Borba referred to as the ultimate guide for parents, and Michael Thompson praised as the groundbreaking book you've been waiting for. Go to playbetterplan.com to buy a copy of Caroline McGuire's book, Why Will No One Play With Me? While you're there, subscribe to download her free mini-course on developing social skills for children. That's playbetterplan.com. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach specifically trained to help students with ADHD and Executive Function Challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by DigCoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Kimberly um, having a great conversation about uh, how right she is. When I say right, not necessarily, but how, how unbroken she really is, even though it might not appear the same that way to everyone else. Um, I have to tell you, Kimberly, one of my most favorite things working with you on was um, really a marketing plan. And when we first started talking, you said you didn't have a marketing plan. Is that accurate? Am I, am I making that up? No, that's. I think that's exactly what I said. Yeah. Yet, after we had done the post-its, you actually realized that you actually had a, a sales funnel and you really got most of your business through for referrals, right? Correct. So the fun part about this, everyone, is she's sitting there saying, I don't have a marketing plan. I don't have this, and there's all kinds of anxiety at this point in time. I think it's really because you couldn't see it. It wasn't defined, and everybody was telling you it was supposed to be a different way. Maybe you were supposed to have a report coming out of your CRM. Um, at least that's my guess. Is, does that make sense? Would you agree with that? Or um, Right, right. You, yeah. I think, you know, every meeting we would have or conference, they would, you know, give agents advice on how to do this or that, and this is the way to get more business. And so it was a constant feeling of I should be doing this or I need to be doing this. I need to be doing more. I'll be more successful if I do X, Y, or Z. But And, and maybe I would might try to do you know, something different, but it never stuck. It, and then I would give up doing that and feel guilty and that was kind of that cycle of I should be doing all of these things and I'm not and what's wrong with me you know kind of yeah yeah, you said guilty. Isn't it kind of isn't this kind of interesting that people make money? The more if, if they make you feel broken or guilty, that just means you got to buy something else to get fixed. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> right. Yep. More books, more uh, conferences. You know, all those things. 
Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, when we got done, you really should have been teaching the class. So, everyone, this is basically <laughs> – I'm, I'm going to tell you what we kind of came up with. And you can – Kimberly, if you can tell me this is wrong or not. But Kimberly basically okay. would go out and start social groups like a book club, a bunko group, or something like that and get people together. And she would get to know them and hopefully make a connection with them on Facebook. And uh, Kimberly's kind of a quirky, kind of a fun uh, – just just a just a neat genuine type of person so she would get people over on her facebook page and she would make funny posts and stuff like that that were really really engaging and then every once in a while you'll slip something in that you're in real estate um you know that's there so people really kind of get to know you and then when it's time for them to list a house or they know somebody because you've got that relationship with you and and you're not selling to them and you're trusted you've got your name in front of them they pick up the phone and give you a buzz and voila am i misrepresenting that um no that that's that's pretty much it but i didn't i didn't recognize it as a marketing plan at all it was just that was just the way i was I was you know, living life and working. I didn't think there was yeah. a strategy to it before we started talking. So like you're like there's somebody else I was coaching uh, recently and they were, they were told that uh, in real estate, they got to make 20 texts a day and a certain number of phone calls every day. These the people. And I'm like, you have to do that. Isn't that kind of annoying? And this, this individual is basically moving from one real estate company to another. I said, yeah, because you're, you're disrupting people. It's not a natural conversation when you're always kind of pushing some of that stuff. And it's interesting because from a metrics perspective, like a, you know, a 101 sales class from upper management, you know, you got to get a, you have to call on a certain number of people to get some people that are interested to take them around, to get them to do that stuff. So that's that thing, but it takes out that personal connection and, you're just doing this in such a nice, natural, easy way. It just feels like Kimberly's my friend. I trust her, and it falls right into your lap, which is really what sales is all about. Yet you thought you were broken because you weren't doing it right. Right. Again, yeah, it was just the, the same. Just felt it was luck or accident or, or something. I, it didn't because it didn't match up to any of the, those things. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure – there is a worksheet with my company that says exactly that. If you want to make this much money, you need to do this amount of calls and texts. And, and anytime I tried to do that, it felt so not genuine to me. It felt fake. And people, I think, sense that and that, you know, desperation. And it just never worked out. Yeah. And it's funny because now we know that you do that. It's I forget what we were talking about kind of towards the end because it wasn't really time is like thinking about what your next social group would be and what way you would do it. Maybe uh women in business or something like that as just another group for you to set up it, you know, whether it's a book club or a bunco class, it really doesn't matter because you're just starting the club to interact, to have something to interact or talk to people about, to establish that relationship, to get them onto Facebook, to keep in front of them. Da, 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 da. It's, it's just, I mean, we just have to start another group. It's almost, it's so formulaic and so simple and natural. It's almost like, like it's too obvious to be good it's like for some reason isn't it supposed to be harder than that i always thought it was supposed to be harder so i think that's <laughs> why i always felt like i was doing something wrong because it didn't it felt it feels effortless and it's just naturally it's not i don't feel like i'm trying hard to do this so i wanted to make friends you know that was the first 
you know, the whole reason I was doing that. And then it just kind of, you know, naturally morphed into this. So I want to just make one more point and come back to uh, uh, come back, go to break. And that is a lot of people out there um, with ADHD, they struggle with selling things to people. That notion of sales is I'm going to go and I'm going to get you to buy something from me. And there's a very, when you think of selling, there's a very self-centeredness to it. I want to sell, you know, ice to igloos. It's really whatever. And many people with ADHD, I think, have difficulty with putting pressure on other people or whatever. And the, when you flip it around and if you educate people and you're just there, um, you can have people come to you and, and just say, I, I want to roll. Just sign me up. Uh, I know when people call me all the time, I never, ever ask them, you know, do you want to sign up or whatever? I just say, hey, this is what you might have thought. This is what I do. I tell stories uh, like some of these types of stories about what it really looks like. And then I get done and people go, hey, I tell you what, sign me up. And I think it's really, really important because I think in this in this 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 program that you've got with the, the way that you do it is you just get to know people and they just come to you and say, hey, I, you know, can you help me on this? It's not like you're asking them for the business or, or pressing them for it. They just know you and they walk in and say, I'm, I'm really comfortable with her and I'm just sign me up. Can you help me? Um, am I misrepresenting that? Is that accurate? You think? Yeah, I, I think that's totally accurate. And it's not, I always say, you know, I'm the, the least or the most low pressure person ever. I don't really consider myself, I guess, a salesperson, even though I, I am, but I, but yes, the people come to me because, they see what I offer and they're comfortable with me, but I, yep. I do not push myself on anybody. And I think that's, that's why it works because they don't feel that, that I'm in it for you know, the money or, or for myself. Yep. They feel like I'm there to help them. Um, and if you're, if you take any sales class, they always say, listen to the client, listen to the client. Sometimes helping them is actually not selling them something, but sending them to another resource. So everyone so far, all we've done is we've taken post-its and put them on a board. Uh, we haven't changed anything really about Emily's organizational structure, her marketing plan. But notice is as we're helping her understand who she is and who she naturally does, all of a sudden the emotions and the guilt and stuff are, are falling by the wayside a little bit. And we start to get a little bit of confidence. Again, we're going to go to break. Our secret word uh, tonight is confess. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The TimeTimer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, TimeTimer's bright red disc disappears. Visit TimeTimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an Edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. 
Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are having a, what I consider a, a, a celebratory conversation with Kimberly to share with you guys. Kimberly came to me originally thinking that she was a hot mess, and now I think she's got to confess that she's got her act together um, in more than one way um, that she actually had thought. Um, we've talked about a few things. Um, Emily, another thing that I thought was real fun with you, and, and as the cool part about being a coach is I don't really know what's going to work. All I do is I just listen and to try to – almost trying to stand in your shoes and, 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 and try to be creative when I can. And I'll never forget when we were, um, we were talking about how you were a list person. You had lists all over the place. And I said, you know, that's great because when you have ADHD and a thought comes to your mind, you need to get out of your head because if you don't, you'll forget about it. So you were actually – a thought would come to mind, and you would write it down, and Dr. Barkley talks about point of performance. I have the thought. There's the paper. I'm writing it down. The only thing is a lot of thoughts um, that would be related to different things would get onto the same sheet. So you would have lists all over the place with uh, different t- tasks, to-dos, or thoughts that were all kind of commingled. Um, can you remember when we, we went through that stuff, and, and what were you thinking at that time when, when we, you were explaining that was kind of going on and you felt the anxiety about it? I felt um, it, I was writing things down all the time. First of all, I was writing the same thing down on probably you know five different lists because it would be whatever I had in front of me at the time. So there was lists everywhere, and I never really went back to the list because they were just they were a mess. There was no rhyme or reason to it. So reading over you know all of the things on there was overwhelming, and so I just. You know, I would write it down to get it out of my head, which helped, but then nothing really happened after that. So it was just things all over the way. It was fun because I remember, like, you were writing it down to get it out of your head, and I was like, that's perfect. That's a, that's a, that's a great ADHD strategy. And you were like, what? You remember that? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, everybody, this is – again, as a coach, what I do is I try to map out current processes, and then we think about what you need to do. And so in that moment, we began to say, okay, we got, we got these ideas on these lists. The problem with it is, is let's say you've got something that comes to mind that you need to do at the office. The question is, how do you get that note to your future self? In other words, you in the office, maybe tomorrow, I refer to your future self because it's going to be you in the future at your office. So how do you, you today send a note to yourself so that you get it in the right kind of place? And since everything was commingled, I was like, there's no way we're going to rewrite notes on and, and categorize them. So uh, you want to tell them what we came up with? Well, that's when we started using the Post-its, actually. Um, that we started, I started carrying post in my purse and then I had some in my car and at my desk and so you know anytime I I had a thought or something would come on it I would write on a post-it which was something I could you know take with me easily can move it around organize it um it was just a lot much easier way to take it where I needed it to be and then I could throw it away when it was done so it wasn't just the same you know list that I had to cross off things and try to find the task on there I was looking for 
um, and I always had something with me. And it yeah. was the colorful thing actually helped too because it was like more in my face than just a piece of paper. Yeah. So the fun thing, I did an interview with Dr. Russell Barkley a couple of years ago on, on working memory. And um, it was fun because we started talking about working memory and the impact in the world. And we ended up at the end of the day, we said, you know, sometimes paper is high tech for people with ADHD. And rather than use an app or something like that, a lot of people do. It was brilliant how you just wrote it down. When the thought came to mind, we just had to use a different tool, that being the post-its. And all of a sudden, things got a hell of a lot easier. And everybody, I just want to illustrate, I think. Emily was actually very, very organized. We just had to make one small adjustment in a tool, and a paper system sometimes is a really good system, and all of a sudden things get so much easier, so much easier. And so <clears throat> would you say you're able to manage that stuff so much e- I mean, I, I, It's a leading question, but did it make a difference using the post? <laughs> it, did, it did make a difference, yes. It's still, you know, still work in progress, still perfecting you know, the system a little bit, but it made it the it was a it more in my face visual reminder and so it wasn't those swirling thoughts kind of constantly all the time feeling like I had to write it down every single day um it you know, was there it was in front of me it was visual um so it yeah it, it kept it out of my head because I could just look yeah. at it like oh yeah I remember that that's there yep. and I could get back to that so the thing that I want to share with everybody so far, we go back to that parable. Every, every, you know, the world delights in pointing out the mistake of others. And what we've described so far with uh, Kimberly doesn't look like what you're supposed to. But at the end of the day, she's really fixed. She's the hot mess with the sales funnel that's doing really well. And what's really fun is in this mess, I think the biggest thing that I think that changed, and, and Kimberly, you can correct me if I'm wrong, the biggest thing that really changed in our work together was your uh, judgment your emotional judgment on yourself. Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely think that. It was just kind of a mindset shift, you know, in there that I wasn't doing things the way everybody else was, but I was still doing really well with my job. And I know um, I talked to you about this, that I had other you know, coworkers asking me, you know, kind of for my tips to seek, you know, tips and secrets on how I, what I was doing, I used to be embarrassed kind of to say like, I really don't have, you know, any kind of plan or, you know, I just, I didn't have anything to share, I guess, before because I wasn't, I didn't have something on paper that looked like a marketing plan, but this gave me confidence to you know, say, this is what I do and this is what works. Yeah. And so there's one, a couple of in, people who would come to you, and now they say, Alexa, I'm pulling a Kimberly right now. So they're like adopting your advice sometimes and actually hearing and yes. labeling it. I'm pulling a Kimberly. That's got to feel good. <laughs> it does, yes. And I, I got to see some of that in real time. And it was, um, yeah, it made me, it did, it made me feel like this, some, a lot of these things are, are good. They're, you know, yeah. they're working. They might not work so, for everybody, but. That's okay. It works. It works for you. So, our listeners out there, the, the whole point of this show is really just to bring you on and 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 and, it was, and really be an inspiration to everybody. That as odd as um, 
things look and and realize that the world is trying to get you to. I mean, they like to sell you stuff, and it's it's easy. I mean, they make money if you're broken, and they like to point out all your mistakes. That if you actually stop and think about and look at what you're doing, um, it's pretty profound. And that notion that you actually are organized and and really can convey that. So, any any last things that you'd like to share personally or individually with our listeners that might that that you think they might find of, of help and interest because hopefully they'll get inspired to pay attention to the way they do it and not necessarily do it the way the books say. Um, yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing is um, like I shared before, it was all the books and the, everything tells you you have to do it a certain way and it's so easy to feel like a failure and feel all this you know, shame. Like why, why is this not working for me? Why am I, you know, just something's wrong with me, I'm broken, um, or whatever it was. And, you know, as long as it it gets the job done, and I, it doesn't matter, I guess, how yep. people do it. Well, uh, kudos to you for pulling together. Everyone, my message really is, is, again, one of the things, when it comes to organization and disorganization, you're doing a lot right. All the clues to what work is what's doing, what you're doing right, not which, what you're having a hard time with. So with all that, Kimberly, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. Uh, our secret word tonight is confess. I uh, hope you enjoyed tonight. It was very inspirational for me working with Kimberly through this process, and I hope that she's inspired you. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.